Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring on Jacob Levin. He's going to rock your world in just a second. Talk about your why and health and wellness and fitness, like just amping you up to be your greatest possible self in your physical and your like your direction, your purpose in life. Before that, I'm talking to you because you are becoming your greatest possible self. And I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you for showing up. I acknowledge you for taking the steps, for tuning into this podcast, this live stream right here, right now. So keep showing up. And I want to support you in growing into your greatest possible self however I can. If that's coming on the 12-hour marathon as a guest, would love to explore that. If it's coming to our Bali Flow and Fire retreat coming up here in November, we'd love to explore that. And anything else I can do to support you launching your podcast, getting more clarity on your message. Hey, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm just a message away. Schedule a conversation. Would love to connect and see how we can support each other. So keep shining your light. Keep stepping into your greatness. And uh, you can connect me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and email chris at beergps.com. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week it is by mraj1. Real talk. Many motivational speakers talk about their disappointments, but don't address the emotions involved. I love how Chris shares how he felt during his down moments. It helps listeners relate and understand that they aren't abnormal just because they feel negative emotions during difficult times. M. Raj one thank you so much for that review 100%. We are here to keep the light lit. And when we have difficult times, it's about how we respond. It's not about the, the, the difficulty, the challenge. It's about how we rise to the challenge, how we respond to the challenge. So thank you so much for that review. And for you tuning in, if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream marathon and podcast all day long, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the iTunes store and give us a review there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's keep growing and going. And I'm going to introduce Jacob in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. I have a feeling this is going to be some deep, deep, deep stuff that we're going to get into and stay all the way through to the end because one of these ideas has the power to change everything for you. So thanks for being here. Let's introduce Jacob, and we'll bring him on. Jacob Levin is a former infantry officer and wildland firefighter. He has worked in the health and fitness world for over a decade. He is an amateur Muay Thai fighter, a crossword puzzle fanatic, and a science fiction nerd. He suspects that an early exposure to the Knights of the Round Table deeply influenced his life choices. He is the founder of Ulysses Training, a remote personal training service designed to help highly motivated people to take control of their narrative and give them the tools to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. And we are blessed to have him here with us today. Jacob, are you ready to rock the house, my man? 
Man, I don't know. That's this is a tough act to follow. You and Janet had so much fun, <laughs> dude. We were we were like lit, man. But I, I know it's going to carry into this conversation. We're going to have a blast, dude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for you know just showing up and making the massive contribution, whatever that looks like. However you can to people, you're doing it in fitness. You're doing it with you know purpose, helping people, empowering people to create their reality, man. So I acknowledge you for that. And we're going to dive right into the theme of today, bro. It's trusting yourself. So Jacob, what does that mean to you? Trusting yourself? You know, that's a great question, man. And I'm really glad you brought that up to begin with because that's kind of what led me to where I am today. Mm. I mean, I, throughout my life, have run into obstacles. Mm-hmm. I was born with one kidney. I've been diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. I was injured in a car accident. And every single time, you know, there were a lot of things and a lot of people that were saying, here's what you can do and here's what you can't do. Mm. And I absolutely refuse to listen to them. And, you know, sometimes that's worked out for me and sometimes it hasn't. (laughs) But one thing it has done is it's led me to have some crazy adventures. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some amazing stuff. I've listened to wolves in the backwoods of Idaho in the middle of the night on a fire. I've served in the army. I've traveled around the world. I've been to Israel. And all of that is because I just trusted myself. Hmm. And I went on to the next adventure. And that's uh, that's the biggest thing I believe in is collecting experiences like that. However you can. Whenever you can. Dude. That is fire. Dude, I love I love it. I love it. It's like just like boom, here's my life. Teaser. <laughs> and we're gonna dive into that, dude. I love the adventure. I love that, you know, from from every phase, every season, you're just like, hey, like whatever happened, it's perfect. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's move on to the next uh, great adventure, the next phase of my evolution, of my purpose, and, and being my greatest possible self, man. So I, I love it, love what you're sharing so far. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Ulysses training, what you stand for, and what your clients come to you for. So Ulysses training came about uh, because of my injury. I was injured in a car accident while I was in the army and I was kind of at a loss for what to do with myself. You know, this was the goal that I'd set my entire life toward. I wanted to be a soldier and that wasn't going to work out. And uh, one day I was reading Alfred Lord Tennyson's poem, Ulysses. And it's all about Odysseus as an old man sitting on the beach, looking at the world going by and going, you know what? I'm going sailing. I'm not done. And he sets off to sail beyond the sunset to, to, you know, see what's next. Mm. And so I founded Ulysses Training because I realized I wasn't done. I had a lot more to offer. And if I felt that way, I knew other people felt that way. That's right. So I want to really work with folks who have been challenged in their lives Mm. and who are trying to overcome those challenges and who are trying to seek out the next great adventure, Mm. whatever it is. You know, it could be a whitewater rafting trip. It could be climbing Mount Everest. It could be taking a job in New York City. I don't know. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever your adventure is, I want to help you get there. Man, this is gold. This is gold. I love it. We're going to be diving into some, some juicy stuff today, man. But I love how it's starting off. Let's go back into your journey. Um, where did the, the desire to be in the Army begin for you? You know, I think... Um, I, my mom's listening to this podcast, uh, and I remember her telling me this story. When my older brother was born, she decided that he wasn't going to 
be allowed to play with toy guns. Mm. Right. And by the time he was four or five, she noticed he was running around going bang, bang with his fingers. And so when I came around, I guess she didn't really hold to that rule. And so I was playing soldier from the time I was like five years old. You know, as soon as I could get out in the woods, run through the mud, I don't know how many times I crawled through a ditch and came home with my jeans completely ruined. (laughs) You know, it was just something I always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, But it was hard for me because I was born with one kidney. I had to, I had to go to two different MEPS stations over three years Mm. before I finally got a waiver to join the army. Mm. And then I, uh, I applied to officer candidate school and I was accepted. And well, so I tell, tell us a little bit more about the, the one kidney thing. Like it was that where you're just born with that. What, what, what was that like in your early childhood? Man, I just won the genetic lottery. You know, yes. I, uh, <laughs> I was, I was just born that way. Wow. We, uh, we found out about it because they had an exploratory surgery to figure out, you know, Hey, it doesn't seem like the second kidney is doing too much. Hmm. Turns out it wasn't there. Wow. And I was, um, I think, two years old. You know, so we knew from a very early age. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of trips to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, probably until I was like 15 or 16, I was seeing an endocrinologist all the time. Wow. I didn't really understand that that was new or mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. That was just what I did. Yeah. How, how, do you feel, how do you feel that affected your like view on life and and? like living being present in the moment your purpose how did that impact that well it's you know it's uh it's very easy when you're a young man or a Mm. kid to hear all of the things you can't do and particularly when you have a medical condition like one kidney you're not going to be playing contact sports when you're eight years old Mm. you know you're not going to be getting into muay thai when you're a child because rightly your parents are really concerned that someone's going to kick you in the ribs Mm. and you're going to get injured and it's going to be really bad so i grew up with this kind of specter over my shoulder like man i gotta be really careful Mm. and i don't know at what point that started to shift to no you know what i'm just gonna live i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do some crazy stuff yeah but it became this challenge you Mm. know this constant like chip on my shoulder you know, oh, you said I couldn't do that? Yeah. Okay, that's the thing I'm going to go do. Dude, and, uh, yeah. Okay, so you a- a- applied for the officer candidate school. You got in. What was your journey in the military like? Uh, you know, not the greatest, to be honest. I, I never deployed. Uh, I got injured in a car accident pretty early on in my career. Yeah. And I spent the rest of my career training other young lieutenants, or excuse me, running the office for other people who were training other young lieutenants. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing little, little correction. <laughs> I was uh, I was making the coffee. Yep. I was working twenty four hour shifts in a in a Fort Benning office, wow. um, and that was my life for about two years while they were medically discharging me because of my car accident. Mm. And. Uh, yeah, I left the, early, the army a lot earlier than I expected. So it was it was kind of a tough time. Mm. What did you learn? But, what did you learn in those times? You know, I'm glad you asked that because the one thing I did learn was I am not a quitter. Mm. Like, wow. And that sounds really trite when you say it out loud, like I'm not a quitter. But I could have. 
I fought every step to stay in the army. And during the time I was fighting and during the time that I was uh, essentially being kicked out against my appeals, I was still being asked to work 24 hour shifts to help these other young men go out and do amazing things that I wanted to do. Mm. And I had to do that. Mm. And I enjoyed doing that. And it gave me a sense of purpose every day. But it, it taught me like, no matter what, you can always keep moving forward. Like this, this sucks, man. I'm, I'm stuck in an office. I've, I've had 17 cups of coffee in the past 20 hours. My stomach <laughs> feels like there's no stomach lining left. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. What? So you, you were, you were, time? you were injured too at that time, right? That's right. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, I'd suffered a really bad spinal injury in the car accident. My, my discs were in contact with my sciatic nerve. Uh, I was in a a good bit of pain. Yeah. They had me on Vicodin for about a month. And, uh, the, you know, army doctors are really funny. These guys were like, Oh, well you should take your Vicodin first thing in the morning. Wait, you, you're telling me to get high at work. <laughs> that doesn't, I can't do that. man. <laughs> so we ended up getting rid of the Vicodin. I took a lot of Tylenol, but, mm. uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was injured. I was going through physical therapy. Okay. I ended up moving out to Montana to work with an injury rehab specialist. Okay. And uh, that's what finally got me back on my feet and got me back into fitness. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd been involved in CrossFit in college. I was a level one instructor. Oh. But working with Dan Carney out in Montana uh, and realizing how much he had changed my life by restoring my ability to do things. Mm. I mean, Chris, I couldn't walk more than a mile without massive pain. I mean, if that, maybe 400 meters. Yeah. And my right leg would go numb. And by the end of my time with Dan, I was running Spartan Beasts. And I realized, like, man, this guy really changed my life. Wow. I can't wait to do that for someone else. What was what was the his practice? What what is the modality of like physical rehabilitation? So, you know, the crazy thing is, it's everything that most physical therapists will tell you not to do. Dan had me deadlifting. <laughs> he had me doing push-ups, sit-ups, dips, mm -hmm. pull-ups. Uh, he had me doing CrossFit, essentially. I got back into Olympic weightlifting. Um, and, you know, it took time. I didn't start out deadlifting 300 pounds. Right. I started out deadlifting a little kettlebell. Yep. And I got a little bit stronger. And my back got a little bit stronger and the muscles there strengthened, you know, built strength around my discs yep. and helped create space between my discs and my sciatic nerve. Mm. And I was able to do a little bit more. Mm. And then I was able to do a little bit more. And then I was able to flex my spine a little bit. Mm. And then I was able to handle running. So it was very progressive, but it was very simple mm. in a lot of ways. Not easy, but simple. Yeah. What about what about uh, stretching? What what component did that play? Because I know, you know, I think a lot of people underestimate the value of stretching, even if they aren't necessarily doing Olympic lifts and like kicking their yeah. butt in working out and trying to build muscle. But what what about stretching? How did that play a role? You know, stretching is a really kind of a hot topic in the fitness industry right now. Some guys will tell you to stretch all the time. <laughs> Others will tell you you are already way too hypermobile. Stop mm. stretching. Mm. Um, 
And I do a ton of mobility work. And I did a ton of mobility work with Daniel. Okay. But a lot of it was uh, a lot of it was what we call active mobility. Okay. The movement. Mm-hmm. Um, very little static stretching that I remember. Wow. And then only after a workout. And I think that that actually really benefited me. Yeah. I think it kept the areas of my body that were already a little beat up and too loose. Mm-hmm. I had some laxity in some of my joints. So there, there were times where stretching was just not the greatest option. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes it can be downright detrimental. Yeah. And one of the things that Dan is so brilliant at is he's able to know, you know, okay, you don't need to stretch. Mm-hmm. Like that's not your problem. But somebody else might walk in with a totally different pathology. Yeah. And I can take a look at this guy and be like, oh man, you, you can't get your arms past your knees. You, you need to stretch. <laughs> but I guess the answer is uh, it depends. Yeah. 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 It's powerful. So you healed yourself and uh, you started doing some intense things with like Spartan runs and obstacle courses. Uh, why? Why did you start adventuring into that arena? I, it goes back to that challenge, that chip on my shoulder. You know, th- this was this was something I didn't know if I could do. Mm. I really, really wasn't sure the first time I ran a Spartan if I was even going to be able to finish it. Mm. Did you train for well, it? I had to find out. Did you train for it? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first one was a Spartan sprint, which is only, what, three to five miles, depending uh-huh. on the course. Wow. So mostly what I did was I, I did what Dan and I were already doing. I deadlifted. Mm. I ran 400 meters. I, you know, I, I did a lot of squats. Yep. And I went out and I ran it. And I realized, you know, I could have probably run more. Mm. So the next time was a Spartan Beast. So a lot more running. Yep. A lot more running while carrying heavy things. Because mm. at that point, my back could handle that. Wow. Because I kind of knew what to expect. And I still sold myself a little short. I didn't really understand how much Spartan Beast could suck. <laughs> I, think I don't suck. think you will until you're like In eight it. miles into this thing and you're literally seeing some girl break up with her boyfriend oh my goodness. On, on the trail because this was not what was promised. Wow. You know, th- those, are, those are tough races. I, I've, I've heard that, that um, you know, couples who do – kind of like marathon events and, you know, challenging physical endurance events. That's like where you're pushed to your limits and then you're with someone else and like they want something, you want something The like, and and you have to create alignment and create like teamwork in those times, you know? And, you know, I was really lucky. My very first race, I ran with a buddy of mine, Tony Gamble. Mm. And Tony is a fantastic guy. He's, an entrepreneur, he's about 50 years old and just tough as nails. Wow. He was humble, kind-hearted dude. And there were a couple of times in this race where I was like, you know what? I hate this. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. What am I doing? <laughs> Tony was like, bro, you're in Utah. Wow. You're, you're, you're looking down at this beautiful lake. Like, mm-hmm. It's not that bad, man. Wow. And it really changed my mindset. That's you know, huge. every time I started to suck in my head, Tony was there to like to put me back on track. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's one of the great things about coaching in general yeah. is you can do that for other people. You know, uh, 
John Berardi, who's the founder of Precision Nutrition, brilliant guy. He talks a lot about it doesn't matter how much you know if you can't communicate that in a way that helps someone. Mm. If you are not a kind, giving person, it doesn't matter if you're the most brilliant coach in the world. No one's going to want to work with you. Yeah. You have to be authentically caring about the people you work with. Mm. And I, I try to bear that in mind with everything. And I try to think about Tony, you know, when I'm working with a client who's incredibly frustrated and she doesn't want to do this anymore. Like, man, I've been there. I know how much that sucks. I know how embarrassing that is. Mm-hmm. And I think that level of empathy can really pull people forward. You know, I think people expect a former army guy to come at them. We're going to do some push-ups. Yep. That's just not how it works. Wow. Like, that's not how you help people. Mm. You help them by remembering the times when you were in a tough place. Mm. And I think just, just by feeling that, they feel your empathy and your caring. Mm. And you're on to the next level. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. This is gold. This is so gold. I apologize for interrupting. No. When you were in the Army, I'm sure you had some intense instructors that you're like why are you being such a jerk (laughs) like like well you know i was a little bit older than a lot of the other guys Uh, who were going through basic training i was uh i was 23 when i reported to basic and yeah like these guys were terrifying (laughs) i had a uh, drill sergeant who was like six foot five wow one of the biggest men i'd ever seen in my life dang and he, he was from senegal and spoke with this really thick French-African accent. So when he's yelling at you, not only is he yelling at you, and not only is he huge, and not only is he a special forces tabbed, you know, incredible soldier, you can't understand what he's saying. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, that could be pretty terrifying. Yep. But he was also, like, the nicest guy in the world once you got behind the shell. Wow. And I think being a little bit older and understanding, like, these guys are just doing their job. Yeah. I never really hated my drill sergeants. Mm. You know, I, I love talking about them. I love telling funny stories about them. And some of the times, you know, that they were terrorizing me. But I never have any ill feeling for those guys. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's that's really I think, um, mature, you know, super mature for you to see through that and look for the gift, look for the the thing to be grateful for about how they showed up, how they taught you the lessons that you said, Hey, I like that. I want to be like that. And then, you know, the, the other than successes, so to speak and say, you know, that's not, not how I want to show up in my uh, coaching, in my business and my relationships and my leadership, which I think is super powerful, man. So tell us about Ulysses training. Like, Really, what what are you out to accomplish with that? How can we dive into, you know, empowering people with their purpose, especially? I know that's a big focus for you, man. So let's let's yeah. dive into that. Tell us about that. So let me talk a little bit about the five whys. Okay. And I want to stress, this is not, I, I didn't come up with this, mm-hmm. but I shamelessly stole it from both John Berardi and John Goodman, who are two of the smartest coaches out there. And when I heard it from both of them, I was like, okay, (laughs) this is something I need to start using. Yep. And it's it's incredibly powerful. So uh, I'll tell the story of a uh, a client, and I won't name any names, but 
this client comes to me and she wants to lose weight. Well, okay, why do you want to lose weight? Why is that an important goal for you? Well, you know, I just, I want to look better. All right, great. So why, why is that important? Like, do you not feel particularly uh, appealing right now? Well, you know, I'm a stay-at-home wife, and I want my husband to come home and enjoy coming home to me. Mm. And I knew, you know, in my own mind, I knew how much her husband was in love with her. Mm. And I'm like, man, that's never going to be an issue. But I also knew that this was something she really worried about. Yep. Wow, that's a really powerful why. You want to feel good in your relationship and feel like you're giving something back to your relationship. Mm. Like that, that's the thing that you can hang on to when it starts to get tough. And it's not, I want to lose weight. It's, I want to have a great marriage. Yeah. Like that, that's your why. And it took us a few questions to get there. Mm. So I think when I work with anyone, we have to delve a little bit below the surface as we get to know each other. Because it's sooner or later, everyone, everyone is going to run into a sticking point mm -hmm. in their fitness journey, in their entrepreneurial journey, in their life. Where they're like, man, this sucks. I I don't want to run this Spartan race anymore. I want to go home. Mm -hmm. You know? And you got to be able to think, like, why am I actually doing this? And if you're able to provide yourself with that answer, then I don't think you'll ever quit. I think if you can always bear in mind what you're doing and why you're doing it, there's no reason to stop. Mm -hmm. So it's like being, no being present to the most powerful driving force, connecting to the, to the thing that pulls you. There's going to be stuff that, that, that pulls you forward. There's going to be stuff that like pulls you back, tension, yeah. right? Like, oh, this sucks. You know, the, the conditioning that we may have picked up over life to be comfortable, to seek comfort, to seek, exactly. you know, the easy thing. And I think that there's a time and place for things to be easy and in flow. That's awesome. And like when life gets difficult, how do you respond? Do you complain and wish it was easier? Or do you say, how do I dig deep into my why, into why I'm doing this to get past this difficulty, this challenge, this obstacle? Yes. I mean, you, you said it a thousand times better than I can say it, but that's, that's absolutely uh, one of the fundamental building blocks of my coaching style mm. is helping people understand what it is that they're here for. And I mean, yeah, I could talk about my programming and I, I'm pretty proud of it. I've learned from some really smart people how to build great strength conditioning programs. Mm. But like I said earlier, you could be the smartest guy in the room. Mm. You could be the smartest guy in the world. But if you can't help people activate themselves, if you can't help people find that sense of empowerment, then they're never going to stay with you. Mm. And that's what I want to do. I mean, it, it could be life coaching. It happens to be fitness coaching because that's what I love. Yeah. But I want I want to make people feel as though they're the hero of their own story. The round yeah. table, the round table, man. Like you and yeah, I, we grew we up. We grew up in the in the era of like Star Wars and Lord yes. of the Rings and Knights Knights of the Round Table, like like Merlin and like all these cool like fantasies and, and lore that came through the you know the motion picture and video and movies. And it's like we saw what was possible 
And I'm sure we play a lot of video games and stuff too. I know I did. And like being the hero in the, in the story, it was like, it was my escape from reality, man. It's like, I don't want to go out there and be a skinny little white boy. I want to be like Superman. I want to be like Luke Skywalker. I want to be a tough mofo, you know, and just like rocket. That's, that's who I wanted to be. And so I, I totally resonate with that, man. You know, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up uh, Knights of the Round Table. Uh, I'm going to pull in a, a little bit of Greek uh, playwright yeah. and Greek philosophy. Uh, there are two words that I think are really relevant. Uh, catharsis mm. and apotheosis. Mm. And catharsis is this concept of watching something on screen or watching something in a play or reading something, watching someone else experience these super strong emotions. And feeling them drawn out in yourself. A great example, like uh, Aragorn deciding to be the king of Gondor. Mm-hmm. You know, are you telling me you weren't a little bit pumped up? <laughs> rides in at the end of you know Return of the King and saves the day. Yep. Yeah, you want to be that guy, yeah. and you feel better after experiencing that depth of emotion. That's catharsis. Mm. Now, apotheosis is a little bit different. Apotheosis is like the pinnacle of the hero's journey. The moment where you're faced with the challenge and you overcome it, you become your own hero. And I think we all experience these moments in our lives. And if you're lucky, you recognize them when they're there. Mm. You're able to say like, man, this is awesome. This is, this is the challenging moment I've been waiting for. Mm. And now I'm able to drive through it. Because of all the things I've done and all the things I've maybe suffered and all the things I've overcome. And now I'm here and I'm ready. You know, I, I think I bear those two concepts in mind a lot these days. I just wrote a blog post about this, actually. Um, apotheosis is huge. Mm. It's such a powerful concept. And I think realizing that it's, it's not just something that happens to you know, some character on stage, it happens to you all the time. And it's not one moment. It's not a singular moment. It's a collection. Mm. It's your life. How can we, how can we experience the fulfillment, the empowerment, the aliveness of that moment more often? Yeah. I think a lot of people look at really intense experiences and they get a little frightened and they back off. They don't run a Spartan race or mm. they don't go do CrossFit because they think it's too extreme or they don't go do a powerlifting competition or a bodybuilding competition or compete in Muay Thai or whatever, you know, physical or, or write a novel or mm. compose a symphony. Whatever extreme thing draws you, this intense experience, we all have that one draw creating a 12-hour podcast every week. Mm. You know, these, these are moments that are a little bit frightening. And I would encourage people to lean into that. You know, who cares if you stumble a few times? Who cares if you flat out fail? I'm going to paraphrase Teddy Roosevelt. What did he say? Uh, the credit goes not to the critic, but to the man in the arena. Mm. You know, it's, it's not about failing. It's not about winning or losing. It's about getting out there and trying. Mm. And I think if, if you try more often in your life to pursue things that are a little bit frightening, 
then you're going to experience these moments of apotheosis, these moments of fulfillment. Because even if you fail, you're going to have these incredible stories and experiences. Yeah. Dude, this, and, is, this is so gold. I, I hear such powerful storytelling with you and like just like have you studied uh like the hero's journey and things like that to to be able to tell stories better because like i feel like you're in that world you're just sharing it man well i'm a i'm a huge fan of the hero's journey i'm a yeah. huge fan of is it arthur campbell um wrote the hero's journey? i know it's campbell i don't know joseph and joseph campbell joseph campbell yes. thank you yes um i studied creative writing in college and i studied philosophy in college wow and I think both of those things really influence um, my the way I express myself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm a firm believer that everyone is actually experiencing a hero's journey at all times. Dang. You know, we're moving through those those dark moments, those mm -hmm. abysses, those visits into hell that Joseph Campbell. Yeah, Joseph Campbell talks about. Yeah. yeah. And we're coming out the other side. And I think if people are able to look at themselves and realize, holy cow, like I've done some amazing stuff in my life. I mean, how, how much more amazing, how many more amazing things can we do if we feel that empowered, if we know we've triumphed over mm. some real difficulties? And everyone has. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've never spoken to a person who doesn't have an incredible story of overcoming difficulty. Wow. So use, use those past successes, past, you know, moments of trial and tribulation to say, Hey, if I overcame that, imagine what I'm capable of. If I, if mm -hmm. I had these setbacks, breakdowns, you know, defeats, overwhelms, and I got through it, imagine what's possible. And I got through it. Yeah. That's, you know, every time you tell a story, that should be the way it is. Mm. I got through it. Mm. I mean, I, I tell a lot of really funny stories about working in bars and, uh, you know, doing security work in bars. None of them are about me winning a fight. Yeah. None of them. I mean, who wants to tell a story about a bar fight? I love <laughs> the stories where, like, this crazy thing happened. And somehow I got through it. Dude. You know? It's, it's about the unexpected joys that you can find in life. Mm. And sometimes you really don't, ex you, I mean, most of the time, you really don't see them coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like spontaneous. It's the adventure. The adventurous spirit that says, I'm open to whatever life has to, to throw at me. But I know I have to initiate first. I know I have to... Yes. say i, I want to do something different i want to go for something bigger i want to try something for the first time i want to you know experience something i want to go to a new place that i've never been to like just that desire and voicing that and thinking about that and taking action on it whenever possible that's that's the juice in life man absolutely you know uh, you mentioned that i was a wildland firefighter yeah and i only did one season of wildland fire because i have psoriatic arthritis and frankly I uh, beat the snot out of me, but I loved it. And, you know, my mom, I assume is still listening to this thing. She, uh, it's her fault. She took me to the National Smoke Jumper Museum in Missoula, Montana. Mm. And I was, 
I'm going to be honest. I was a little depressed at that point. I was, I just gotten out of the army. I was feeling pretty low about myself. I hadn't really gone out and done what I'm telling you to go out and do in a while. And I was afraid that I had lost the ability to confront the world on its own terms and overcome something. And I was walking through this museum and I remember my mom looking at me and going, Oh no, you want to do this, don't you? I absolutely want to do this. Wow. She could see that spark in your eye, like, what have I done? (laughs) I mean, that was basically the conversation we had. We walked out and she's like, I'm not sure I should have taken you there. Oh my gosh. But it, but it's so great, you know. You got to experience it. You got to to do it, you know. And I, I think yeah. that's so powerful, man. Um, this is this is great. And thinking of a, a mentor of mine, Rob Eastman, who I want to connect you with. He's he's done some amazing things. He's out in uh, Utah as well, and just oh, cool. like doing doing you know Spartan races. Just tough guy. Owns a gym. Teaches martial arts to to kids, and just like awesome, awesome, awesome. guy. But yeah, man, great great human being. It's just like that mindset of if you don't do it, you'll never know. And, uh, you know, who else comes to mind? David Goggins. That dude yeah, is a absolutely. freaking champion. <laughs> yeah, I love listening to his podcast. He's, yeah, uh, he's dude. a character. It, it is, it is nuts. How, how much we can challenge ourselves, our bodies, push it to the limits. What we yeah. think is we're actually capable of. And then what we actually are, how much we can challenge the mind, man. It is, it is insane. You know, I, I tell some of my clients, depending on the day, depending on the mood, you can do more. Mm. You know, you, mm. you're only doing about 40% of what you're capable of. Yep. Right now. Yep. It feels like you're right at the limit. Yep. And I promise you, you can do more. Yeah. And invariably, I'm right. Not because I'm smart, but because they're awesome. Mm. There's so much more that we're capable of if we're just willing to take that little bit of a risk. Yeah. And then it becomes habit. You know, you take a risk once, you take a risk again, and win or lose, that fear of failure stops having strength. Yeah. You get you get inured to it. Mm. You know, you've uh, you've asked out the beautiful woman of your dreams five times, and she's or five different beautiful women, and they've all said no. The sixth one's just not that scary anymore. Yeah. You know, you're gonna survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude. This is gold. It'll be okay. Gold, man. I love it. This is powerful. Um, I wanted to ask you about the future, man. Like you're, we're talking about adventures. We're talking about like big, hairy, audacious goals. Tell us a little bit more about what you see in the future that you want to take on, that you want to tackle, that you want to, you know, step up to the the challenge of. Man, you know, uh, I haven't made up my mind yet. Mm. I'm going to Cambodia in January for the first mm. time. Wow. And I'm going to a place called Siem Reap. And my buddy Tony, uh, the guy I ran that Spartan with, he's been telling me about Siem Reap for years. Wow. He said, you got to go to this place, man. It's incredible. It's right outside of Angkor Wat, the, the greatest Buddhist city in the world. Yeah. You, know, you got to see it. Hmm. You, just, you just won't believe it. And I got to say, man, like, it's so tempting. Hmm. Every time I look at Siem Reap, I'm like, you know, I could just go there. I, I, I can just live there. Like, why not? Wow. I've done it before. I've, I've lived in other parts of the world before. Mm-hmm. I've dropped everything and moved across the country. I don't know how many times. Maybe five times now. 
so I think my next adventure is really like I really want to I want to lean into UFC's training a little bit. I want to get it off the ground and grow it into this beautiful thing. And if that involves me traveling around the world, awesome. Because yeah. that's what I love to do. I love to seek out new adventures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think uh, I think the next step is visiting Cambodia, mm-hmm. seeing what it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully connecting with a lot of really valuable people. There's a, I'm going over there to train Muay Thai and to train uh, their, their national sport, which is called Kun Khmer. Mm-hmm. And it's a sport that was almost extinguished by the uh, Khmer Rouge. They killed off a lot of the old Kung Khmer practitioners and masters because they were trying to modernize their country by destroying everything that their country was built on. Wow. So right now there's this movement in Cambodia that's really, really amazing. It's not just in the martial arts world, Mm. but where they're trying to rebuild thousands of years of culture. And the school that I'm going to, that's that's their entire purpose. Mm. And they work with young kids from all over the country, teaching them this discipline and this sport and providing them sponsorships and opportunities to better themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's just something I want to be a part of. You know, I can't, I can't wait. This is, this is gold, man. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I love it. And also your mom said, I still second guess that museum visit. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I believe it. Shout I out. believe it. I remember the look on her face when we walked out. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to, to Mrs. Levin supporting. I appreciate your mom being here, man. So, so awesome, dude. Um, I want to talk about like the the fitness, what drives you to serve people in you know strength training and fitness and wellness? Tell us a little bit more about that, man. So, you know, I used to say that I wasn't much of an athlete as a kid, mm. and then uh, very recently, my older brother sent me a picture of me at like eight years old in an Olympic weightlifting competition. Wow! Wait, yeah, I did do that, wow. and I competed for several years with a guy named Ray Jones. And I got to give Ray a shout out. Ray Jones is uh, one of the best Olympic weightlifting coaches in the world. Wow. He's the personal coach of a guy named CJ Cummings, mm-hmm. who's an incredible like five-time world champion. And Ray coached me for free. He coached all of the kids at this school that wanted to learn mm. for free. He'd give up his afternoons to teach us Olympic weightlifting and to drive us to Savannah, Georgia to compete in Olympic weightlifting competitions. For free. We didn't pay him anything. Mm-hmm. And he was still doing that when I came back from college and I went and worked out at his gym. He was still teaching teenagers for free. You know, it, and something about that just stuck with me for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Like, CJ grew up in Buford. He's now been to every continent except Antarctica, competing in Olympic weightlifting because he met Ray when he was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, this man has changed lives in a fundamental way. And that's so incredibly powerful. And then I met Daniel Carney, uh, the owner of CrossFit Missoula, the guy that I was telling you about. He's a massage therapist, an injury rehabilitation therapist. Mm -hmm. And he changed my life. You know, he he fixed my back. He helped me fix my back to the point where I could run again, where I could lift weights again. And I was like, man, I got to get in on this. Mm. And I helped people. 
and I've coached people in person for a number of years and I saw people get incredible results. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. How can I do more? Mm. And uh, Jonathan Goodman has a, you know, online trainers Academy. Mm-hmm. And all of my buddies on in the online training community were like, you got to go to this course, man. You got to get in on online training. This is how you reach more people. Mm. And I will admit, I was a skeptic. I was like, I don't know. Like, can I really provide the value? Because I saw a lot of guys online doing it. and I just wasn't that impressed. Mm. And I went through this course. And John Goodman does a phenomenal job of really teaching you how to take care of clients. That's really what the course is about. He kind of assumes that you know the difference between a squat and a bench press. (laughs) You know, if you're there, if you're paying them the money to learn this stuff, you're probably already at a fairly high level. Yeah. But you're also humble enough to know that you need to learn how to, how to branch out a little. And, and, and relearn the basics, man. Cause I think a lot of people in fitness, holy moly, they just pick up some tendencies. I'm, I'm, you know, me too. (laughs) Like relearn the basics so that we can have proper form, man. Proper form is everything. (laughs) Uh, Very recently I read a quote. In fact, about an hour before we came on together. Yeah. um, This guy says, uh, if you don't look back at your programming from five years ago, and throw up a little bit in your mouth, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and he's not saying that you were an idiot five years ago. Right. He's saying that you should be constantly yeah. learning, constantly trying to up your game, find yeah. the next thing, wow. the next fundamental thing that you didn't understand a few weeks ago. Yeah. Constantly improving what you can provide to your clients. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge passion of mine. Mm. In the last year, I've completed two uh, really, really in-depth continuing education courses. I'm going to continue to do that. I'm hoping to get my CSCS by the end of the year. And, you know, on to the next thing after that. Mm. I think think that this only works. Ulysses training only works if I can provide the most high-quality product possible. Yep. And that's not just knowledge. That's that's also, again, providing for my clients, learning systems to take care of my people, to show them what I feel so deeply inside, which is how much they mean to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm training kids that I used to train in person. I call them kids. They're, they're adults. They're married now. Wow. They came to me to get ready for the Navy years ago. Now, both of them are working with me again. One's in California and the other's in Washington State. I'm in New York City. Wow. But I'm training them again, and they're getting amazing results. They're both delighted with the work we're doing together. But I take that responsibility really seriously. Mm. These dudes are in the armed forces. You know, fitness matters. Really matters. Dude, so I got to provide the best. This is powerful. Uh, what about mobile? Mobile services. I know that's a big focus for you. Uh, yes, we can do it in person too for anyone in New York City. Yes, go yep. talk to Jacob. Do it in person. That's always going to be best. And let's talk about mobile, the value of that, bro. So I think there are two points that you got to touch on here. One is scheduling availability. Mm. Look, if I have a full book of clients in an ideal world, right? I've got like 20 personal training clients that want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And they all want to work with me three days a week. 
Okay. So what time do you have available? 8 a.m. Oh, no, 7 a.m. <laughs> like, all right, crap. Well, what about Tuesday at 5? Cool, all right, Tuesday at 5. Then I go and I talk to the next guy. What times do you have available? Well, you know, my daughter's um, in a play. So really the only time I have is Tuesday at 5. <laughs> I can't work with you. I'm sorry, I already booked that time slot. Mm. So remote training really provides me the opportunity to work with a lot more people. Mm. And it provides me with the opportunity to bring out every tool in my toolbox. Mm. Like if I'm working with you two times a week for an hour, do you really think you're going to learn everything that I have to teach you in that time? Of course not. And, you know, I, I can provide the best quality that I can. Right. But there are limits, you know, mm. there, there are time constraints, there are budget constraints. Yep. But with remote training, I can build you a program for six days a week. Mm. I can enroll you in my year-long nutrition career. Mm. I can provide daily feedback on how your workouts are going. I can check in with you via Facebook, text message, phone calls. You know, we can stay in touch and you can do it whenever it works for you. Mm. You, know, you don't have to rely on my schedule and you don't have to pay me $150 a session mm. to do it. You can pay me $150, $200, $300 a month and get this amazing result. Mm. So it's, I think, a win-win. It allows me to work with a lot more people and provide the care and the love that I want to give to a lot more people. And it allows a lot more people to work with me, you know, all over the world. That's incredible. I, Dude, I, I, I love, I love the accessibility. I love how, yeah. you know, people, people get like all of your wisdom and the, what you've learned in a custom program for them at their convenience. Right. And it's like, so beautiful. And that's, you know, there are some really smart people doing online training. Um, mm. Marcus Philly is a, uh, he came out of the CrossFit world. I think he's a doctor. Like, I think he was an ER doc for a while. He's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And he builds packages that work for a lot of people. But what he does is he builds like, you know, templates, mm -hmm. essentially. And I'm not bashing Marcus Philly at all. In fact, he's a hero of mine. Mm. But what he doesn't do, unless you sign up for these extremely premium programs, is he doesn't build you your own program. Yeah. What I do is, uh, and the reason my, my membership is still somewhat limited, the reason I keep a cap on my membership is because I want to be able to build you a custom program mm. that fits your needs based on what you did last month, based on the conversations that we've had, based on your life events coming up. Yeah. You know, oh, hey, you're deploying on a ship for a month? great i'm going to build you a program around that and i think that that's you know a unique offer yeah and i think it's like you said it's it's completely custom and it's completely accessible i can build it based on what equipment you have mm -hmm. you know you, you don't have access to a gym phenomenal mm. we'll find you a playground <laughs> we'll make this work yeah yeah Go pick up a stump. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done that. <laughs> I've absolutely done that. Yes. 
Yeah, and there's there's so much in our environment that we can really utilize, and it takes a trained eye, an eye of discernment, an eye of distinction to know what. How do you how do you manipulate in a positive way your environment around you for your optimal goals? And I I, uh, I heard that like martial arts. It's like really having someone coming at you, like something happening against your desires or will. Like it's it's always, you know, something coming at you. Usually there's another person, right? In right. the middle between just training by yourself and, you know, like like doing Tai Chi or Qigong or different things like that. And fighting another person in reality is an object, right? Just manipulating an object, having a punching bag, having, you know, a chair that you're like swinging around your head or a staff or a sword or whatever it might be. It's just like you, you build this relationship with an object. And I think if people just knew that they can use and leverage their, their environment to create like a whole new version of themselves and their body in a relationship with their reality, like so freaking powerful, man. You know, one of my, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Departed. Mm. You ever see that with um, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Martin yep. Scorsese. Yep. And there's this scene where he's in prison. Mm. You know, he's an undercover cop. He's in prison and he's doing dips on like a stack of books yeah. that he's checked out of the library. Yep. Yep. And believe it or not, I did that in college. <laughs> I didn't want to go to the gym because I was like 115 pounds mm. soaking wet. I was the skinniest little guy. Yep. And so I started doing dips in my dorm room on the back of a chair. Mm. I, you know, I figured it out. I made it work. Yeah. Done pull-ups on top of the door. There, there are always ways. Dude. This is, this is so powerful. Jacob, I love this. This is, this is great stuff, man. Uh, I want to tell people how they can stay connected with you. What do we want them to do next? And then we'll wrap it up with some final thoughts. But first off, how do they stay connected, man? Well, first of all, there's my Facebook page, uh, Ulysses Training. And I think the information is down at the bottom of this uh, screen. Yep. Facebook.com slash Ulysses Training. Yep. There's also my website, uh, www.ulyssestraining.org. Mm-hmm. If you go there, you can check out my blog. You can sign up for a free consultation with me. I can do a 15-minute, 30-minute, or an hour-long consultation via Zoom, just like you and I are. And that's totally free. And I'll do that regardless of whether you're my client. I want to have a conversation with people, figure out where you are, and help you get to the next stage. Mm. And if that means working with me, great. But if that means just calling in and chatting, let's do it. Let me help you. I think one of the most valuable things I've learned in the last few months is give stuff away, right? Like give away some knowledge. Yep. The gold, and, the gold, man. Like be be a yeah. provider of value constantly, and then people will want to take those next steps with you. They'll want to invest with you. They'll want to keep going, man. So I love it. They can they can go to your website www.ulyssestraining.org. Um, so that's u u l y s s e s t r a i n i n g dot org. Ulyssestraining dot org, and they can find you on uh, social medias and Facebook at Ulysses Training. So this is great, man. I recommend everyone have a conversation with Jacob. Reach out. Uh, I know I'm going to be talking to you about like amping up my fitness goals, man. I feel like I'm kind of stagnant and ready, ready yeah, to get, get to the next level. Let's go, man. Let's go. Right. So we're wrapping it up, dude. Final takeaways. Yep. What do you want to drive home with our audience? What's the thing that you want to do but you're scared of? Mm. do it 
I mean, you don't have to do it today, mm. but start building toward that goal. Make that your goal. I don't care what it is, but I think that if more people pursue the passion that they're afraid to pursue, then we're all going to be better off. Mm. We're all going to see some great things come out of this world because we're all phenomenal people. We're, we're all products of this incredible evolutionary chain that has brought us to the pinnacle of the planet. That's right. That's right. So there's no reason why you can't go out and crush the things you want to crush. Yeah. And we're we're creating it. We're creating the evolution. We're on the the leading edge. We're pushing the we're on the bleeding edge. Yes. We're, we're on the leading edge. Yes. Right? <laughs> I love it, dude. Jacob, this is so freaking powerful, man. I'm super super excited to be connected with you. Shout out to Robert Garcia, who's an epic yes. human being who connected us. Also, amazing business strategist as well. And uh, dude, thank you for being here. Blessing us with your wisdom and your journey, and just you, man. I, I'm so glad to have been here, Chris. Like, I, I can't tell you how much this means to me. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you soon, okay, brother? I can't wait. Right, take care. You too. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, Master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>